Hi guys and welcome back to the Infact Fanatics podcast with your host Jordan Renton. We're back again, episode 25, and we're back to the Premier League talking about two different English teams this week, both from the London area, um, and that's West Ham and Crystal Palace, who we've not covered yet. So yeah, we thought we'd, we'd do an in-depth chat about these two teams. Um, so yeah, I've got my usuals back. I've got Theo, how are you doing, mate? Good, Jordan. Good, it's been a while, but I'm, I'm looking forward yep. to this one. Yeah, it'll be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, a number of podcasts still to come out, um, guys. So we're, we're editing those up. Um, we're doing um, a more lesser lesser editing of it so we can get them up for you as quick as possible and getting the episodes out um, to you so you can listen to them. And I've also got uh, my other co-host, Ronan. Ronan, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. It's a not good bad. day today. Neil Lennon is no longer the Celtic manager. Mm. I, I actually, yeah, I just remember seeing that that news. That was a interesting news. How how do you feel about that then? What's what's your opinions then? Mixed emotions because he's had gave uh, such a service to the club, so you can't hate him. Um, but he had to go. Um, yeah. He had ran out of ideas. Players weren't playing for him anymore. So mm-hmm. I think it was the right thing for him to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's definitely the case. We've, obviously, we've got the, the the SPFL podcast, which is still to come out, so it'll be a bit out of date. Um, but it is what it is. Hopefully, you still still enjoy that um, that podcast that's coming out about Celtic um, and Rangers as well. Um, so yeah, talk, talking about today's podcast, obviously. We're, we're talking about the two teams, West Ham and Crystal Palace. So we'll start off with the team flying high at the moment. That's West Ham, the Hammers. So, yeah, um, just get your first thoughts, boys, on, on their season so far. They're fourth in the league. Um, Theo, I'll, I'll go to you yourself first. What's what's your opinion on, on the Hammers? What a fantastic season. Oh, it has been beyond belief for West Ham. This has been something that they've been hoping for for, for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing is they've had the players, they've always had a decent squad in the past couple of seasons. Mm. It's just they haven't had the finishing pieces. And what's been incredible this season is, as well as they've played, the signings have really um, complemented the team and mm-hmm. it's been the missing piece. Sometimes yeah. with West Ham in the past, they've signed too much of one player. But this season they've, they've signed uh, the best of the best. So it's been a fantastic season for West Ham so far, regardless of whether they finish in the top four, the top six, or even the top ten. It's been a great season. Um, and I think other than Man City, they've been the standout team this season. Definitely. I, I would have to agree. Their signings have really um, benefited the squad and really integrated really well. Um, and I've got to say that none of those signings that they made um, were really flashy signings, as you would say. You, you, you would never really go, oh, they're like spending 40 million for example Felipe Anderson when they got him it was such a star studded sign and um, even Dimitri Payet when they got him it was like oh we've got this guy from France doing really well um, doing well in the France French national team but when you look at the signings now uh, I'll go to yourself Ronan um, the first signing they've made was they actually brought him on loan prior to to signing him and that was Thomas Suchek I think he's been one of the probably the best player that they've signed what's your opinion on on that man firstly he's a He's came in and he's not been expected to be brilliant and he simply is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Declan Rice in the middle of the park, the chemistry they have is absolutely brilliant. Um, and oh, Sushet's just, he's, he's a warrior. He's, a, he's an absolute warrior, but he's a very skilled, well-all-rounded player as well. He's got a good shot, a good pass, but he does the dirty work as well. So mm-hmm. they've really got a player in him and I can see him going a step further in his career if he keeps, mm-hmm. that, keeps this up. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I remember, Theo, I don't know if you remember, you recall, um, we, we covered, obviously, it was one of our first ever episodes was on um, the underdogs or, or the people that to look out for at Euro 2020, obviously going to be Euro 2021 now. But I think I had Czech Republic and I mentioned Thomas Suchek. And I think it was just like, even from then, it was like, if he goes and has a great Euros, for example... Do you think he's going to get that? Do you think West Ham would take um, a really good sum of money or do you think West Ham should just keep a hold of him? It, it all depends on, on the, the lad who's beside him, which is Declan Rice. Mm. Um, I think a lot of times a player plays well because of the player they've got beside them. Right. Um, and it could be argued that Suchek is playing out of his skin because of how well the partner is that he's mm-hmm. got. I'd never sell both of them. Um, Suchek, Ronan's right. Suchek's been phenomenal and the one of his biggest qualities is goal scoring. Mm-hmm. If you've got a, a midfielder who can defend but also scores six, seven goals a season, 
he's hot property, and I wouldn't be surprised if he he has a few offers in in the summer. But from mm. West Ham's point of view, do you could cash in on Rice for a hundred million and keep Suchek? Mm. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll ask your opinion on that. You, if you got an offer for both of those players, who would you take? What what one would you um, least like to or like? Who would you be willing to lose in order to to keep the other? Who who would you go for? If you were the West Ham board, yeah, Theo, yeah, who would you go as the West Ham board? Well, it's all down to money for West Ham. You think mm. what 100 million could do. Rice is a better player than Suchek. Rice mm. has got more potential. However, if you can get 100 million and you can reinvest in more mm. of the squad, mm-hmm. then it's going to have to be Declan Rice, even mm. though he's a fan's favourite. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that, Ronan? Obviously, I hope. Not a homegrown player. He came through off to the Chelsea Academy. West Ham brought him in when he was rejected from them. And I think Chelsea have been touted to go for him out of the, the many clubs. Do you think that Rice would be the one you would sacrifice in order to keep Suchek? Um, I think Rice is going to be the one that's going to want to go out mm. of the two of them. Mm. Uh, Suchek is just sort of he's just making a name for himself for West Ham now this season. So it's, he's, he's only had a season and a half, essentially one, well, half a season as an official West Ham player. Mm. So I think, yeah, um, all, the, all the bigger clubs are going to be in for Rice at the moment. So I think he's the one to go and he's the one you're going to get more money for at this point. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can see Suchek following Rice's path in a, in a season or two mm. if he keeps it up. Yeah, definitely, definitely could be could be on the horizon that. Um looking at some of the other transfers they they've brought in before we go on to the rest of the squad that they already had. Um I'll go into the, the next uh, Czech Republic lad and that's uh, Vladimir Sufal. Um the right back they brought in and it was only I can't believe it, it's only 5.4 million. That was an amazing bit, bit of business. I don't know who's been in charge of the transfers at West Ham but yeah, it's 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 fantastic piece of business both from Obviously, David Moyes would have been involved, maybe, but whoever's in the in 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 the boardroom, really, the technical directors and the uh, dealing with the transfers, sporting directors, whoever's brought him in and and picked him up has done a, a massive bit of business. Um, Ronan, I'll go to yourself first with um, Vladimir Sufal. How how well is he um, doing for West Ham? Obviously, bombing up and down. Um, I think there was a heat map I remember seeing on Sky Sports. It's he's all all up at that right wing, and it's just yeah, it's amazing to see he's both. Good offensively, but especially defensively, he's, he's really steady at the back. Yeah, um, he plays his role as a right wing back immaculately. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, as you say, uh, he's very good uh, on the attack. He's good at putting a cross in and getting in there. And sometimes he gets in there for a wee goal, I've noticed as well. Yeah. So um, he's a great player to have in your team. And like you say, for for just under five and a half million, that is the the bargain of the season, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing him as well against uh, Scotland mm-hmm. uh, in the playoff final, and he, he was given uh, Scotland problems as well. So yeah, a great piece of business, and I think uh, I think you have to credit David Moyes for that one, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I think. Um... With all the players that David Moyes has brought in in the past, I think Vladimir Sufal and, and obviously Tom Suchek, um, I think they're they're really cracking pieces of business um, for for the prices they paid from. It, it, when you look at it, it's only twenty million between the two of them, uh, it's, and they're going to get probably at least. Well, obviously we don't know about Suchek, but Vladimir Sufal, you're probably now saying a thirty, forty million pound player, and um, probably now, um, probably. In, if he has another good season, I'd say. Um, it all depends on if he can carry that on. Um, Theo, what's your opinion on on Sufal? Yeah, Sufal's a, Sufal's fantastic. I love signings like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sufal's a player who will stay at West Ham for a long, long time. Um, he just embodies what um, West Ham are a working class club, mm-hmm. uh, working class fan base, and I think we we all know that a player who puts in a hundred percent is a player you admire, but. What I've been most impressed with is, is Sufal this season. The two games he's been outstanding against are when um, West Ham played Aston Villa both times. And he came up against a tricky customer in Jack Grealish. Mm. And both of the occasions, he gave him a really, really tough game. And that's because as well as the fact that he puts 100% in, he's defensively very sound. So he's a good he's a good fullback, Kufal. Yeah. And I love business like that. Yeah. And Jordan, you're uh, Yeah, just uh, the play he reminds me of 
who I think he, he really reminds me of is, uh, mm. is Zabaleta in his prime. That's exactly the type mm. of player I would say he is. Yeah. He's not the fastest, but he's very good at uh, getting down the line and putting a cross in, but also, very, like Theo says, very sound defensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. De- definitely a good player and um, hopefully he can keep up. Yeah, a, r- a really solid right back. Looking at some of the other players, um, Theo, I'll go to yourself um, with this transfer and that's Saeed Benrahma um, from obviously coming in from Brentford. How's he fared so far in the Premier League after um, coming in from the Championship and doing so well? Statistically, it's not been it's not been the best uh, for Saeed Benrahma, but um, I think he's done really, really well. He adds a lot of quality to that team. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a, he's a fantastic player, and we, it, it's it's easy to forget that this is his first season mm-hmm. as well. And he did sign late in the summer, but what he adds to the team is something different because West Ham have had players like Pablo Fernandes, Manuel Lanzini, who they haven't always expressed themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fernandes now is is more of a box to box rather than an advanced playmaker. Mm-hmm. But Ben Rama, he's just got that something extra, mm-hmm. and the link up that he's had with. One Jesse Lingard, mm-hmm. um, as well as the understanding that he's had with Antonio, he's a fantastic player. And for twenty million, a player who's only going to get better and better, it's mm-hmm. it's a fantastic signing. Yeah. He's a great player. Yeah, and and that's the thing. He's free to express himself, especially. And we'll go into the player in when we go into the main squad and um, the full squad. Um, obviously, Aaron Cresswell, a very defensive, solid uh, player, not going to really attack too much. Um, so Ben Rab has got that that freeness um to really to really hurt defenses and and hurt his fellow uh, right as his right back on the other team the opposing right back I should say um so yeah a, a talent player but yeah you're looking at the stats not got any goals so far um in the league um which is a bit 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 of shame um maybe maybe that's unjust to say that he probably deserves probably a couple but um yeah if he if he can help the team um as a whole I think that's the main thing um, and produce the goods. Um, we've got two more main signings, um, and we'll go to to Ronan with this one. Um, Craig Dawson, a really surprising surprising player, really really showing his stuff at the moment. Um, he's thirty years old, obviously coming in from relegated side Watford, but yeah, he's 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 doing a pretty decent job, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's another. It's a. It sounds a bit like a typical David Moyes signing as mm. well, um, but he does a job. I mean, he's got. He, he's no. He's not a. It's not a sort of name in light, um, but he's there and he, he does his job and he's got plenty of experience in the Premier League with West Brom in the past and obviously yeah. Watford. So he knows exactly what it takes to 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 be there in the Premier League. So probably just someone there that, that knows what they're doing. That's the reason that he, that he brought him in. Yeah, definitely. And I think it helps to... Um, obviously he's had a couple of defenders, but I think he's really settled in well with Angelo Ogbonna, um, who also we'll go on to talk about as well. Um, but yeah, it's good to have a good, solid partnership. I think any team that's trying to push on, if they have a good, solid base um, in the centre of defence, I think that just that just really builds a team on and it means then their attack can express themselves. Um, and then going to the man you've just mentioned, Theo, um, Jesse Lingard. Um, yeah, I don't think we really expected them to really kick on. Really, um, I think we we all thought his his career was a bit dead in the water. But yeah, how well has he done so far? Absolutely inspired signing from David Moyes. Um, Lingard's always a player who's had a point to prove, and the move at Man United um, has done in the world of good. Now, a lot of um, criticism has come towards Man United for the treatment of Jesse Lingard, but the the, the, the point was he wasn't fit and he, he'd had a, a number of problems in his personal life. Mm-hmm. I think he had quite a few which which w- would have been difficult for anyone to deal with, mm-hmm. but he's been fantastic. When a player comes into a team and fits in as well as Jesse Lingard has, it shows the class of the player. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's not that he's just making some nice passes. He's scoring goals. He's assisting. He's, he's really controlling the game. The way he's playing at the moment, of course, he should be considered with with the England squad, he's not probably as good as the, the four or five players that England have got in that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what he's done this season is proved to both himself, the media, the fans, that he's still got it. 
Yeah, definitely. I think he, he's really um, shown his stuff, and if he could keep that going, um, I definitely think. Because um, is it a permanent movie? He's, he's gone to West Ham, or is it only a loan? Just, a, um, just a loan. At just a loan, right? I, okay, think, so. I think Moyes wants to make it permanent. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think if he can make that move permanent to West Ham, it's it's a really good move for him. Um, and yeah, all credit to him, really, to, for for really like improving his career again and trying to get back that back on track because yeah he was a really talented player um, when he was younger and um, had a lot of promise and obviously had those issues as you said so um, hopefully we can see the best of Jesse Lingard. Ronan how, how impressed have you been with Jesse Lingard yourself? Yeah well I've always I've never been an admirer of Jesse Lingard I've always mm. thought he was hopeless but yeah. at the moment he's proven me wrong the mm. question is can he keep it going that's the question Um yeah. it uh, when he turns it on, he can be good, um, but he's just he just never ever did it enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, he started brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Maybe under David Moyes, it, he, he's a different player. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, yeah, he's playing really well. Got to give him that. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll move on to the the rest of the squad, guys, and then we'll cover uh, Mr. David Moyes himself as well at the uh, at the end and where we think they'll finish uh, come the end of the season. Um, but yeah, look, looking at the rest of the squad, Lucas Fabianski, a safe pair of hands and goals. Um, but he is getting older. He, he is thirty five, which I was surprised to see. I was I was actually surprised by his age. I was thinking that he was round. I knew he was over thirty, but I thought he was maybe thirty two, thirty three. But he's he's thirty five, so he is getting on on a bit. But um, solid stats. Um, this year, um, pretty decent. 24 appearances, only 29 goals conceded, so just over a goal per game. Um, but eight clean sheets within um, those 24 appearances in the Premier League. So, yeah, he, he's doing pretty well. Um, what would you guys say to, to Lucas Fabianski? Do you think he is should remain the number one for next year going onwards? Or, or what's your opinions, guys? Um, I'll go to uh, Ronan first. What, what's your opinion on Lucas Fabianski? Yeah, well, if he's got no plans in retiring, I don't see why not. He's still mm. a solid goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, goalkeepers can play for a while. So, um, yeah, yeah, he's just like one of those kind of goalkeepers that, like, almost like Ben Foster, that kind of goalkeeper. He's all, he was, he's been a number two at a big club. Um, always did a good job and has decided to take his move to a, a smaller club to get first-team football. Um, so, yeah, He's not done anything particularly wrong to to not be there next season, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Theo, would you would you agree with that? Um, or do you think yeah. he's more competition as well? Because um, West Ham's not got much competition in there. Uh, yeah, the, West Ham. That is a concern if he gets injured. Uh, of course, it is. He's a good goalkeeper, Szczesny. He's always um, Szczesny. He's a good goalkeeper, Fabianski. <laughs> he's always been a decent goalkeeper, especially when he was at Swansea. He was very good. Mm. Been a bit poor the first couple of seasons, but he's a, he's a good goalkeeper and he's got a couple of years in him. Mm-hmm. Maybe a backup goalkeeper, yeah. I mean, I, I just off the top of my head, Sergio Romero is a great shout for mm. for a West Ham goalkeeper. Yeah. But the thing is, you you don't fix something if it's not broken. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, well, I've got a, I've got a, a shout here, and it might be an a, not an audacious shout um, as such. I wouldn't say a, a totally. Don't tell me it's Dean Henderson. It's not Dean Henderson. It's no, no. The, it's the other English guy, though, um, a player that you dislike, Dio, a wee bit. Um, it's Nick Pope. So Nick, Nick Pope, in my opinion, I think would be a, a, a good shout um, for, for someone like West Ham. Fabianski getting a wee bit older, I think, um, if they could bring in Nick Pope. He's, his stats are slightly better than Fabianski's as well. 24 games, 25 goals conceded, nine clean sheets. So one more clean sheet and a few less goals in there. So, yeah, I think if they could compete with the likes of Tottenham, because I think they'll be looking maybe for a goalkeeper, um, I think if they can compete for for a decent England, possible England number one, even um, I, I think it, it it's a no brainer in my opinion, um, personally. Um, Ronan, do, do you do you think that would be a good shout? Someone like Nick Pope to come to West Ham? Yeah, uh, you could see it happening, uh, especially if Burnley get relegated. You could mm. see it happening. Um, I think a good signing for West Ham would be. Maybe someone like uh, Pacheco from Alaves. I think yeah. he'd be a, like they went down that route before of a Spanish goalkeeper. I mm. Forget Roberto, he's <laughs> awful. Yeah. Yeah. But they had Adrian as well in the past, yeah, who did a decent job for them. Mm-hmm. So someone maybe like Pacheco, and he's he's been out, he's been around a wee while, but I think he's only like twenty eight or something. So he's mm-hmm. uh, I think someone like him like could come in and settle in quite easily and put in a solid performance for West Ham every week. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, I really like Pacheco. I think he's a he, he's a good keeper. Um, been at Alaves for a wee while now, so yeah, I definitely think it's um probably the cheaper move between Pope and Pacheco. So it depends what West Ham want to focus on in terms of uh, their transfer funds. Um, looking at the rest of the team, um, obviously we mentioned centre backs. Uh, Angelo Ogbonna, I think he really has. I th- I've been really impressed with Ogbonna this year. I think he's um shown his ability and shown us uh, that he isn't just a backup centre-back. I think he's a solid number no, number one centre-back in, in this West Ham squad. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Theo, would you agree with that? Or do you think West Ham could do a bit better? I actually think West Ham... Ogbon um, has had a really good season. Um, and he's had a lot of... T- he spent a lot of time at, at West Ham. Um, I like Ogbon, but I, I personally prefer the, the partnership with Diop and um, mm. Dawson. Because... Ogbonna, the problem with Ogbonna is he, he makes too many big mistakes sometimes and he gets caught out with pace. Um, and obviously you could say, well, Craig Dawson's not exactly a spring chicken mm. and that's right. He probably runs the 100 metres in 20 seconds. But the point is, um, Ogbonna is just a bit, he's a bit of a kamikaze centre-back. Mm. Uh, but but he's a good goal-scoring centre-back, to be fair. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I trust him, in especially in maybe the Europa League or mm. if they get in it. Yeah, if, I think if they got to the Champions League, I think I would look for another centre-back um, to go alongside either Ogbonna or um, Diop. But it's interesting, Diop's only played six games this year. Ronan, I don't know, mm. is there a reason for that? Has he been injured or or has there been a particular reason for, for Diop? Is, is it particular? Do you think it, David Moyes doesn't fancy him? Uh, I don't know. Because like, I, I rate him. I really mm. rate him. Yeah. I think he's a really good centre-back. I'm sure at one point, was it not January last year he was linked with uh, Man United or something? Yeah. I think they were looking at trying to sign him. I mean, Man United um, is linked for everyone, to be fair. <laughs> um, but I, I think he is a good a good player. Uh, whether Moyes is just wanting to these, like, Obona mm. and Dawson, that seems to be mm. he's, he's, he's number one and two at the moment. Yeah. So um, whether he just prefer they yeah. have sort of simpler mm. centre-backs that know what they're doing because yeah. I think York likes to uh, play with the ball a bit, pass it about and that, mm-hmm. that is, I don't think that's David Moyes' style. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just no, looked at yeah, I've so, just yeah. looked at that. Um, I've just looked at his injury history on Transmart. I don't know if this is um, fully accurate, um, but he did have COVID-19 um, in the early part of the season, September, October, and has had a, had a few knocks as well. So maybe he's just not found that full... Um, full fitness really um, so that's possibly um, a reason for that so yeah but what, what were you going to say there were you going to say something else Rona? No just about I agree with you about Ogbonna I think he's a good centre back to have but he wouldn't be my first choice he actually reminds me a bit of Kurt Zuma a liability right. um, mm-hmm. doesn't look like uh, he's natural with a football at his feet <laughs> yeah. um, but he, he, he does a, a half-decent job. He's doing okay in the Premier League at the moment and I totally agree that he's a good goal-scoring defender, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's definitely a, a good goal-scoring defender. And yeah, maybe it's, um a wee bit of reminds reminds you of Zuma, maybe a bit of Yeri Mina, obviously. Um, a good goal-scoring centre-back, but um, maybe not the most um, calm and collected um, goalkeeper. Looking at... <laughs> Uh, the the other players, um, I've I've looked at the next player, and that's Aaron Cresswell, as we, as we mentioned, a good left back, solid left back. I can't remember him at Ipswich Town. I remember when he was coming um, through through their academy and, and into their first team squad. I remember he was a really good player, and I, I rated him highly. I actually wanted someone to sign him um, when he was at Ipswich before West Ham got a ha- got their hands on him. Um, but yeah, he's been a loyal servant, guys. And, and Theo, would you? Yeah, I, I think he's he's a definite left back to stay um, for the long term. He's the type of uh, footballer, you know, when you you were playing football when you were younger for the school team, mm-hmm. where his dad's the manager, he's the fullback, he never mm-hmm. makes a bad pass, never does a bad foul. He's just a good guy. But what he's added to his game this season more than ever before is backing up the assists. Because it's all well and good getting assists if you can't keep a clean sheet. So as well as that, He's become a, a bit of an ultimate fullback. I'd never move if I were him. Yeah. He'd never get appreciated much. But uh, maybe Florentino Perez would like him at Real Madrid. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. I mean, who wouldn't want a bit of Aaron Cresswell? I mean, if David Moyes got the job at, at Real Madrid, which could happen. I don't know. Um, 
Zidane's not doing very well, and and <laughs> yeah, you never know. David Moyes, he, he could he could do his bit of his Spanish again. I remember Ariel Mendy um, trying to pronounce that name and and trying to sound Spanish, which yeah, I, David Moyes never do that again. Please don't. Um, but yeah, Aaron Cresswell, I think would be his first signing probably at Real Madrid. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, so so a decent a decent left back. The other right back, Ryan Fredericks. Um, I mean, Tufal has been the main guy right back this season but Fredericks has done his fair share um yeah solid enough backups right back I think that's that's fair to say really um but not going to really be challenging Sufal for the number one spot with uh, his performances this season um looking at the other players we've got to cover this man a man a legend at West Ham Mark Noble um what a player um obviously the captain still of the side he's actually played 14 games still this season even with the likes of obviously Suchek and Rice uh being there but yeah what what a legend he is for that club Ronan isn't he Mark Noble oh he's yeah he's down as one of the greats for West Ham he's um he what a servant um as you say a legend and I like what David Moyes has been doing with him this year He's not playing him every game, but he's using him wisely because he's taking into consideration his age. But even Mark Noble comes across to me the type of player that even if he's not playing, he's still a leader in the dressing room and he's still mm. spurring everybody on. Mm. Um, you don't you don't often get those type of players anymore that um, that stay with one club, a one man club, mm-hmm. uh, one club man, and. Uh, yeah, he's just the perfect example of a leader, um, a servant, a legend for a for a club. Uh, yeah. You can't really say much wrong with him, and mm-hmm. his penalty taking is exquisite. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think he's missed many penalties in, in his career, mm-hmm. if he has at all, actually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Obviously, goes down as one of the great, obviously, West Ham players, obviously the likes of Bobby Moore and 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 play, uh, players like him. Um, I think he'll go in the legend book, legend books. Um, in, folk, in West Ham folklore. Um, moving on to a player that you like, Theo, obviously Pablo Fornals, you mentioned him earlier. Um, are you? Uh, how interested are you in his, obviously his development from more of an attacking midfielder to a box-to-box? What, what's your opinion of him? And, and do you think that that's a long-term role for him, almost like that David Silva type player? He was very, very good at Villarreal um, and mm-hmm. he was exciting. I mean, it's almost as if he'd lost a bit of his creativity. Mm. But if you actually look at Pablo Fanales this season, um, he's been fantastic because his work rate is even better than what it was um, at Villarreal. And I think, obviously, when you watch a Spanish football game, the players are all technically gifted and they mm. spring quite a lot of passes together and, and it's brilliant to watch. But adapting to the English game is difficult. And what he's added is I think he's becoming more of a complete player. I think he's really improving mm. and... I'm I'm really impressed. I, I like the lad. I think yeah. he's a good player. I'd like to see him be a bit more involved attacking-wise. Sometimes mm-hmm. when he gets into those positions, you watch him and you think to yourself, he's going to lose the ball now. It, it's it's very rare that he creates something. But mm-hmm. I like the transition he's on. I just don't know where he's going to end up. But so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, definitely a player that can... I think he, he's just one of these players that... I, I remember seeing him at Villarreal and he was a, a, a an exciting player. Um, but I've got to say that I think when I think of Fernals, I just think he needs to do a wee bit more in attack. I think if he can do a wee bit, when I look at his stats, um, he's got two goals and three assists. It is good. It's not bad, but it could be better. Um, so, and I think if you've got the likes of Suchek and Rice, I think you need a wee bit more um, of an an attacking presence with him. Um, but obviously they've got Jesse Lingard now to compete with him, so that might improve uh, for Nal's, um output as well. Um, m- moving on to another player as well in the attacking midfield, um, Manuel Lanzini. Guys, what, what's your opinion on Manuel Lanzini? Because now he's got that competition with Fernals, with uh, Lingard. Do you think he'll be gone um, in the summer? Uh, Ronan, do you think Lanzini's going to be his time up at West Ham? Um, it's a difficult one to say, because I don't think he's particularly a bad player, mm. but uh, he was always brilliant. He was absolutely fantastic under Slavin Bilic when he was at the club. Uh, Lanzini and Payet, they were the two sort of ballers in that team. Mm-hmm. But mm. now um, it's weird. He's quiet, and then all of a sudden, like Lanzini's the type of player, he's quiet for four or five games, 
mm. and then out of nowhere he, he scores an absolute worldie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think his time's up at West Ham yet. I still think he's got something to offer. I think David Moyes quite likes him. I think he's good to come off the bench. Yeah. Uh, he's a skillful player. He's a fast player. Um, he's a bit. I think he's still quite a threat. So uh, it's hard to say whether he will go or not. But I can't see him leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm not too sure. I think they could. Probably bring in better if they, especially if they finish in the Champions League uh, positions. I think they can definitely bring in better, and especially if they're going to bring in the likes of Jesse Lingard, who's got that experience in the Champions League, and they've got Fernals as well. I think I personally would sell them on, get a wee bit of money um, into the club as well. I think that, that's my opinion. Uh, Theo, would you agree with that? Would you sell Lanzini, especially if West Ham finish in a in the top four or even Europa League spots? If you're going to get Lingard in, I think for for, for both the club and the player, no matter. Mm-hmm how much of a legend he's been for the club because he, he has been an important player in, in, their, in yeah. their history almost. Mm. Um, I think he, he's got to go because you can get some funds off. I think he's probably on high wages compared to some of them. So it's probably best just, just getting rid of him, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on then to our next player and that's Jared Bowen. I think he's been a really good signing um, coming in from Hull City. And I, I, this is what I respect about West Ham. Like, I'm not a huge fan of West Ham person. I've never been a big fan of them I think they're just one of those clubs that yeah they've they've always kind of been obviously had that Sam Allardyce period um long ball hoof at football um they tried to go in a different route uh, with Pellegrini and I just thought oh, they're, he's okay um obviously brought in the likes of Felipe Anderson all these skillful players but now that they're bringing in players from the championship I kind of respect what their transfer business is and and what their plan is and Jared Bowen is, is, is a perfect example of that 25 games this season five goals three assists yeah really been a, a a solid player and in my opinion also can play a range of positions right wing striker um can play off a main man um can play off Alex Antonio obviously um and yeah he's just got a, a very fluid player um is what I would say Theo what's your opinion opinion of Jared Bowen you would have seen him uh, coming up through the, the the ranks at Hull as well yeah Jared Bowen was an awesome player for Hull in the championship um you're talking about a player who scores 25 plus goals a season uh, absolutely wicked player and he, he's got a thing against going about against Blues, so I, I've seen it plenty of times. Bowen's been really good this season, and he's been asked to play up front a number of times. And I think playing up front is one of the hardest positions to, to teach someone to play mm-hmm. because it's quite a self, self-sacrificing role, really, because even if you're not getting the ball, you need to drag players away. You want to hold it up, bring players into play. Mm-hmm. And he's done that well when he's been asked, and he's added goals to his game as well. If you look, especially in the early parts of the season, you'd be surprised looking at the West Ham result if Jared Bowen didn't score. He's a brilliant player, brilliant signing. And I love the the transfer business they're doing as well. I've always said, if you want to be successful in your division, Mm -hmm. have a look at the lower division. Buy a player, develop a player, Mm -hmm. sell a player on. And that's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I think the the thing that actually, um, I think West Ham obviously tried to do that earlier on before Jared Bowen was Jordan Hugel um, as well, and they got that completely wrong. And so I'm I'm glad they weren't put off by that, um, and and actually still trusted what they were doing and going for young talented players um, from from the Championship. Obviously, they brought in the likes of we mentioned Ben Rama. Um, they done that with Antonio um, a long time ago. Obviously, brought him um, up the divisions. Um, Aaron Cresswell from Ipswich, obviously we mentioned. So they and Ryan Fredericks as well at Fulham. So they, they brought in a lot of players that are solid squad players and and can develop into first team players as well. Moving on to that last man, and, and, and I just mentioned him there, Mikel Antonio uh, Ronan. He, he's been a really solid player, really developed this game. Do you think he's in with a shout of going um, to Euro twenty twenty one for England as well? Uh, he's a hard worker, put it that way. Mm. Very hard worker. Um, he's been brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, he's looking at, in my opinion, he could. Um, I think he could move to a bigger club. Um, but he seems quite happy at West Ham. Um, yeah, he he can play again. He can play a number of positions as well. But it seems to be that Moyes likes him being the main man up front, mm-hmm. yeah. and he's not letting him down. He's been playing really well. But yeah, he's he's been a loyal servant to West Ham as well for a wee while. Mm. Um, and yeah, he's he, the only problem with Antonio. As much as he's a is a really good player, is he's quite injury prone. Um, but apart from that, yeah, 
I mean, they've got themselves a good striker there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Theo, would you agree with that? Do you think he's a really good, he's a good striker to have? Um, obviously, as we mentioned, Jared Bowen was a fluid player, but Antonio is also quite a fluid player. Can obviously play on the wings and and can play up top as well. Do, do you admire him as a as a footballer? Antonio. Yeah, yeah. I I, I completely admire Antonio. I, I I love his journey. He reminds me of just a a, a, a chunkier Jamie Vardy. Really, mm-hmm. if you look at the journey he's made mm-hmm. and. You never, you know, with An- Antonio, he's not necessarily the most skillful player, but mm-hmm. every game he lines up for West Ham, he puts in a hundred percent, and his goal scoring record has been brilliant. It it seems to get better and better every season, and West Ham are a better team uh, when when he's playing. So he's a really good player. Another player who shouldn't move because, you know, some clubs you're just perfect that. Um, and I actually believe in in the winter mm-hmm. uh, with si- with selling Haller. Um, mm. The board said to David Moyes, "There's 30 million here. Go and buy a striker." Um, did you tell me that, Ronan? Might have been me. I, re- I watched it on Deadline Day, uh, mm. and that's what they said. <laughs> I think it was. I, I think it was. So, first was... of all, pra- praise Ronan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all hail our new signing. Our new signing to the podcast. No, that's good. That's good. No, but um, yeah, Mikel Antonio. I think he suits West Ham and suits David Moyes' system. Um, I think we'll, we'll cover a couple of players. We're not going to cover them in depth, but we'll say players that we think we're going to leave. I personally think Jarl Merlenko, I think he's going to be out the door in the summer. Um, a player that's been injury prone uh, constantly at West Ham. Um, also, we mentioned Lanzini could possibly leave. Um, I think we're looking at a couple of other players. Masuaku, I think he's another player that West Ham could move on, get another backup left back uh, to help Aaron Cresswell. Um, and also Balbuena, he's played a couple of games this season, 12 games. He could stay. Um, he's a solid enough player. So it depends where they finish in the leagues. Um, and obviously they've got backup goalkeepers who they can sell. David Martin could probably move on. He's an older goalkeeper. Maybe Darren Randolph as well. Um, move them on if, if you brought in like either a Nick Pope or, or a Pacheco or something. Um, is there any players that you would, positions you would target? Not maybe players, but positions you would target um, in the summer, Ronan? Uh, is there any positions in particular? You'd focus on if you were the West Ham board. Uh, I was looking is like I was looking into getting another striker. As much mm-hmm. as David Moyes has said no in January, I, I'm happy with my squad. Yeah. I still think he needs another one for the reason of Antonio being yeah. injury prone, and he's uh, just to give Antonio a bit of competition, a bit of help as well, even. Um, so yeah, I would maybe look into to bringing a striker in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I would, I would have to agree with that, Theo. Um, I'll, I'll ask your opinion on this player that they were linked with. I think I asked you uh, privately in a private message, um, previously. But uh, Adam Armstrong at Blackburn Rovers. Um, yeah, do you think he'd be a really good option? Obviously, a, a player the similar route um, they've done in the past with Championship players. Do you think he would be a solid signing for someone like West Ham? Yeah, and I think he's a player who suits who suits their their system. Mm-hmm. Um, a player who doesn't mind playing defensively and then and then counter-attacking and he's clinical as well kind of like Antonio Antonio's clinical I like the shout of him more than um, Yusuf and Nasiri who they've mm. been linked with oh, a yeah. lot of late mm. um, Nasiri's having a fantastic season for yeah. Sevilla um, yeah, double double figures back-to-back hat-tricks I just I just think that um, with West Ham it's all about um, that work work working attitude yeah and I think Armstrong's got it I'm not sure if if Elma Siri has it mm, yeah yeah definitely probably Armstrong's less of a risk uh, for that yeah for that, um attitude Cheap, I think cheaper as well to be honest yeah it would probably would be cheaper as well Ronan have you got any shouts then for maybe a striker um I agree with the hard working thing um mm. but I mean I, I do think that I can see Someone like Odson Edward going there, yeah. um, yeah. but I think Edward's better than that. But um, the problem with Edward is, is he's not he's not a, a hard working player. He doesn't run all games. So whether yeah. David Moyes wants someone like him, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't particularly think of anyone uh, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, well, we'll move on to um last last bit um for West Ham, and that's David Moyes. Um, I think we all can, can all agree. Um, I've I, I've got to 
not be biased here um, because David Moyes obviously took my club down. Um, and Humble yourself, Jordan. Humble no, yourself. Yeah, I, I, and I'll always dislike him for that. And I'll never forgive him for what he done. Um, and I can never do that. Um, but for what he's done for West Ham, all credit to him. Um, I think he's done a fine job. Um, I thought he would really fail. Um, I said they'd get relegated this season, which was a, a massive error in my judgment um, to say that. Um, but that's mainly because I disliked him um, partially. But also I've got to say that I think the way David Moyes has gone about it compared to what he'd done the first time, I think he's getting his squad together and I think he could build um, a bit of a... Yeah, could build his own club really again, um, like he'd done at Everton. Um, Ronan, would you agree with that? Do you think this is similar to the time when he was at Everton? Yeah, I think it proves though that David Moyes is actually a good manager. I mm. think his reputation was severely damaged when mm. he went to what Man United. And as much as I'm a, a Liverpool fan, um, I think it was unfair. He, he, he was treated unfairly at Manchester United. I don't think he had enough time at the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's had he's been hit and miss at clubs ever since but he seems to have really found maybe even found a home at, mm. at West Ham but I think I do agree that I think uh, he's best at those sort of mid-table clubs mm-hmm. uh, keeping them solid and and challenging for Europe as well he did it with Everton he got Everton to Europe and uh, if he gets West Ham to Europe that's another great achievement but yeah I think I, I've always thought David Moyes is a good manager mm-hmm. uh, I just think he was treated unfairly at Manchester United mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely think he was mistreated at Man United. Obviously, he had obviously up, went to Sunderland and then went to Real Sociedad, and he, he didn't fare well out there. But um, yeah, I think on and obviously had that first time at West Ham, had that interim manager uh, period uh, when he was at the club a few years back, and then he's come back. And yeah, I think um, I, I think it's fair to say that um, he was mistreated at Man United. I think that hindered his career. Um, but yeah, he's 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 back to kind of. A decent, solid manager, um, David Moyes. Theo, uh, what's your opinion on on Moyes' journey? Uh, manager of the season so far. Mm. Um, Moyes Moyes has always been a a, a, a disrespected coach. Um, from the time he joined Preston, he did a great job there. Everton, yeah, okay, he, he could have done a bit more, but he he did a good job at Everton. Man United, he should have had more time. No question about it. You can't get a manager in at the biggest club in the world and not back him in the transfer market. After he left Man United, he sort of lost his way a bit. But I thought the most impressive bit Moyes did in his whole career was the season when he kept West Ham up, the Mm. last stint, because they were a sorry state and he kept them up Mm. and he should have been given the job. So to carry on the form, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased for him. What he needs is silverware. He hasn't mm-hmm. won silverware in a long time. I think it's since Preston, which is about 20, 25 years, mm-hmm. um, which is a shame. But hats off to the man. Um, I, I, as a, as a, uh, a fan of Man United, I, I wish he was given more time. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Anyway, that, that's a good way to wrap up West Ham, I think, and to leave on, on that note. Moving on to our, our last club, we obviously carried on a wee bit West Ham, um, a wee bit more than we probably should have, but um, we'll cover this team a wee bit more quickly because we've they've got slightly less transfers and they're slightly less interesting at the moment. Um, mid-table side, Crystal Palace. Um, and yeah, the, Theo kind of agrees with my statement there. Um, uh not a very interesting side. Um, but they've done some interesting transfer business. I would say Eberet Chiesi, Theo, I'll go to you. Obviously, a young kid coming out of, from the championship. I think he's a really talented boy. Um, got a long future ahead of him. What, what's your opinion on on, on Eze? Yeah, he's a really good player, um, Eberet Chiesi, and it's a really good move for him. Um, he's from South London, and it's a, it's a club where he's played quite a bit for, and he's shown glimpses this season mm-hmm. of uh, why he's such a big deal and he's so raved about the problem is, unfortunately, in, in the squad he's in, um, sometimes he, he doesn't have the um, players around him to, to mm. fully shine. Yeah. But it's definitely a promising uh, uh, transfer, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. And yeah, I think that's a, that's the thing to say, that he's a, sol- a solid transfer, uh, 16 million for, for, from uh, Queen's Park Rangers. Um, yeah, an exciting player and, and hopefully has a, has a bright future ahead of him. Um, do you think he's got a bright future, Ronan? Yeah, I can see him moving on from Palace as well. I think he's that good. Um, yeah. He's so exciting to watch. He does so much good things. Uh, 
he's a hard worker as well. Yeah, he's got a good, a good bit of flair on him as well. I think he's a really good player. I, is. I think, yeah, Palace are lucky that they actually got him, actually. I think mm-hmm. he could have been a better club than Palace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Probably could have been... Yeah, could have definitely been a, a better club than Palace, but they've done well to get in there and, and get the business done, I think. It, um, if you're if you're not in quick, then yeah, they would have probably lost out on, on him. Um, moving on to another player that is is making a slight revival in his career. He's, he's mainly the second-choice goalkeeper, and it's um, your your ex-boy, um, Theo, uh, Jack Butland. Um, yeah, making making his way back on the scene again. What, what do you make of him and his move to Palace? I don't understand it. I really don't. Because, like, Vincent Guito is, like, the number one. Mm-hmm. The fans love him. And he's been really good again this season. So, I don't know. I, I feel like he just wanted to get away from Stoke. I mean, um, anyone would. <laughs> they, they would. You, you're right. You're right. Um, I, I go there most days. And, and <laughs> I have to con- decontaminate myself when I, when I come away ble- from it. Ble- bleach your eyes after. Ble- bleach, bleach, eyes. bleach my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's a it's a good move in terms of if he gets a chance, Butland. But will he get a chance? That's the question. Because mm. Guita again, he, he signed a new long term contract. I heard. So when will he get a chance? He's a good goalkeeper, Butland. He's just I think he's got to prove it to, to people again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, another player they brought in on loan um, in, in the Jan- January transfer window was Jean Philippe Mateta from Mainz. Uh, Ronan, I don't know if you heard much about Mateta. He's a good player. Um, he scored quite a few goals from Mines, obviously, and that's mm. why they've brought him in. He's quite a solid, powerful player. Mm. Um, I caught he's probably a poacher, if anything. Mm-hmm. He remind he actually reminds me a bit of Mikel Antonio, uh, mm-hmm. same similar type of player, but he's he, he's clinical. He's a good player, Mateta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I looked at his record in the Bundesliga. Um, obviously, only played three times for Palace and one goal at the moment. But in the Bundesliga, fifteen games, seven goals, one assist. So yeah, really, really done a, a good um, half season's work there. Um, I don't know about his seasons prior, but yeah, um, seems a solid player. Only on loan, um, so they might make that permanent if they stayed up. I think. Um, moving on to another couple of players, they they got Nathaniel Klein on their free transfer. He's a decent enough player, Nathaniel Klein. I think he's he's coming to that back end of his career now, twenty nine. But um, yeah, a decent move for him. Nathan Ferguson, they brought on a free transfer as well from West Brom. Um, yeah, I think he's he's a, quite an exciting player actually. Um, I don't know if he's got much game time this season, but yeah, um, hopefully he can he can grow into the side. Um, and moving on to the last player they brought in is Michi Batshuayi. Now, Theo, what's your opinion on on Batshuayi? Um, because he's just—it's a weird career for him at the moment. It's, he's he's really—he's not doing great. Sixteen games, one goal, two assists. Um, and and when Benteke's getting ahead of you um, in the in the lineup, it's it's saying something. Yeah, the, the the guy performs better on social media than he does on the football uh, field. Um, to be honest, I think he's been a disappointment. He's got potential; he really does, and he can score goals. I just mm. think his attitude is not there. I really mm. do, because he's come off the bench a bit, and it doesn't really seem like he. If you're if you're a player who's a good player because you're on loan from Chelsea, and you want to prove something, and you're on the bench, surely that the week after you go right into training and you try your best to get into the the first team and prove to the gaffer that you deserve to start. I'd never see that from him. And it's very rare that Hodgson, you have all you have to do is do a keep you up and you'll be in the first team. That's all you need to do to impress him. So I think his attitude's not been there. And unfortunately, when you're in a relegation battle, mm. you don't need a player who's more interested in his haircut. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely the case. Um, yeah, and, and Ronan, would you agree with that? Do you think that... I think he needs to go back to France to personally because I remember at Marseille he was an exciting player when Chelsea brought him in um, had a lot of goals and I, th- I think he needs to move back to France personally would you agree with that? Yeah he's not it, when he went on loan to Crystal Palace at the end of last season mm. the second half of last season he looked quite promising he was mm-hmm. he scored a few goals but yeah he, I, I think he's got an attitude problem mm. uh, it seems to be either that or He's just simply not good enough, or he's not a good trainer. Something yeah. because he's just he's he's not been good enough. 
yeah. the striker the, the striker problem for Palace and now you're going to go into it, but it's 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 clearly a problem because they've just brought in a new striker in Mateta, so that proves that Batshuayi isn't doing enough when they brought him in at the start of the season. Yeah. But also, the players that they've got, I mean, like, what is Connor Wickham still doing at the club for a start? <laughs> what what like, a Sunderland legend he is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got to love Connor Wickham. It's just that uh, there's clearly a striking problem because Roy Hodgson keeps mm-hmm. falling back on Christian Benteke and Jordan Ayew, mm-hmm. who, in my opinion, Jordan Ayew, in my opinion, isn't a bad player. I think he's actually quite a good player. Mm-hmm. But, uh, he needs someone in there, and maybe Mateta is the player. We don't know, but there's been a, a problem uh, with strikers for a, for quite a while for Palace. Yeah, I think Batshuayi's problem. I don't think he suits the Premier League because I remember when he went on that loan spell to Dortmund as well. He done really well. Um, was shown his ability in the in the Bundesliga. I think he needs to move to to, to a European league. Um, I don't think the Premier League really suits him personally. So yeah, he, he needs to go back to Chelsea and, and leave and go to to a European um, league to, to to show himself and show his abilities. Uh, moving on to the rest of the squad, we mentioned Guaita. I think he's a really top goalkeeper. Um, I remember when he was at Hitafi, I thought when they brought him in, I thought it was a strange um, bit of business. But yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a solid keeper, um, proving his, his value to, to Palace. Um, and definitely, um, obviously, competition with Butland in there, Hennessy, obviously, that they'll probably move Hennessy on at some point. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to have someone like Guaita um and his, his quality in there. Um looking at the rest of the team, the centre backs, oh, they're they're that's a sorry state when I look at it. Um you've got Tompkins, you've got Dan, you've got Sacco, you've got Gary Cahill. They're all old. They're they're not very good anyway. They weren't really good back in their prime. Obviously, Cahill was good in his prime, but he's thirty five now. But Theo, that, that's a sad state of affairs when you're looking that at, the, at their centre backs. Oh, it's not good, and and it's you look at them and you think that tells you where the club are at. It, it's kind of castoffs, really. Uh, Scott Dan, I mean, Dan was decent for Blues about ten seasons ago. He was decent when he joined Palace, but it's just players who really should not be there, but are still there, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. And really, the way they play football is they don't pass it out from the back. It's just mm-hmm. you hoof it long, and that's probably why Palace are you know, failing attacking-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, looking at, well, Ronan, what's your opinion on that? They really need to upgrade in them positions. Um, when, you're look, when, when I was reading those names, yeah, they're, not, they're not good enough. Yeah, the, the defence needs a total revamp. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many of them are ageing in there. Mm-hmm. Um, they just need a, a bright a bright start, a fresh start with, with new, maybe younger centre-backs coming in because they're all coming towards the end of their careers. Mm-hmm. So, And then you've got Sacco alone, who is just mm-hmm. the worst defender ever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, they have got. Uh, I, I didn't mention. Obviously, I mentioned him earlier. Fit Ferguson. He's injured at the moment, but yeah, he's twenty. He can maybe make a, a, a an inroads to that squad when he gets back to full fitness. But they need someone alongside a young centre back. They need to be. If if they stay up, they need to spend a bit of money. Um, and and really improving that position. Uh, to maybe su- support um him if they if they were to bring him in as the as a parent centre back. Um, looking at the left back, Paddy Van Aanholt. Um, I I think Paddy Van Aanholt. Van Aanholt, he's a good player, but yeah, as you mentioned, Ronan, they're all aging. Um, he's 30 years old now. He's not a young, um, bright left back that can beat defenders left, right, and centre. Um, he's he's just one of these players that yeah, he's aging now. Um, so they might need to look for for a replacement. They have got young Mitchell. Um, I think he's been starting a few games, um, this season. Um, Tariq Mitchell, um, 13 games this season. So maybe he can be the new left back for them. Um, but yeah, could do with. Could do with really improving it probably. Um, if they were to sell Van Aanholt on, bring someone else in. Um, right back, we mentioned obviously Nathaniel Klein, but the likes are still players that there. Joel Ward's still there, Martin Kelly's still there. Again, older players getting to towards the back end of their careers. So yeah, probably need to to look for a player um at, at right back as well. Moving on to some of the, the midfielders, Milojevic. Again, just a penalty taker, really. I don't. I don't know if you boys have any p- opinions on that, Theo. What's your opinion on Luka Milojevic? 
don't know what else he does other than take penalties. And, you know, you could say that that's great, but, you know, Palace uh, need are not, not that good that they can rely on a player just to take penalties and not do anything else. Mm. Um, I think he's, he's another player who is not good enough for mm. the Premier League, really. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, Ronan, you, would you agree with that? He's probably not good enough for the Premier League. I actually disagree with that. I actually think oh. he's a good. I think he's a good player. Mm. Uh, he's the captain for Palace. Uh, he mm. always shows a good attitude. I don't think he really does much wrong. Mm. Uh, the only reason that he's highlighted a lot is because he takes the penalties. Um, mm. But I, I don't see. I, I could if Crystal Palace were to ever get relegated, I could still see him playing in the Premier League. Uh, I think I do think he's good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he's a solid squad player. Probably nothing special. Um, I I would probably agree with you. I think he's twenty nine now. So if you can maybe improve that position, that might be worthwhile. But they have got a couple of players in there that that can maybe do that job. I, well, I, I think one player that stands out to me that's actually making a bit of a comeback in his career is Jairo Rydevald. Um, obviously came in under Frank de Boer. Um, he brought him in as one of his main transfers. He's twenty four now. Um, obviously. A Dutch player was an international, um, not at the moment, but he's played 21 games this season, so um, he, he's still young enough to maybe make that position his own in the future. I think, yeah, he's a solid player, um, definitely making a comeback. Players that they can also move on, obviously, Kuati, he's 31, he's getting older. It was a strange sign from West Ham. Um, he was a good player at West Ham, but yeah, a strange signing at that age. Um, James McCarthy, he's 30, getting on a bit, not really played much. MacArthur. He's 33, another older player. Um, so, yeah, they, they really need to revamp the whole centre of their pitch, the spine of their squad, really. Um, definitely need to look look into investing in those areas. Um, on on the kind of more attacking players, um, Jeff Schlupp, a, a player that could probably move on. Um, he's 28, getting older. We talked about, obviously, Eze, what an exciting player, but um, obviously can probably move on, but really, Palace... They can't lose him. They really can't. He's, he's one of the main attacking threats, along with, obviously, Wilfred Zaha, who we'll come on to in a bit. Um, but, yeah, Eze, he's, he's just needing to stay there. <laughs> like, where Crystal Palace need to make sure they, they keep hold of him. Um, other players, Andres Townsend, guys, do you think that they need to look to revamp that position on the right wing? He's 29 now, still, still got it, probably, but... Um, do you think he should be only a squad player now? They really need to be looking for more competition for him. Theo, would you agree with that? Yeah, Andros Townsend's passed it. I mean, again, the problem with this this Palace squad is they've got players who produce two, three times a season, mm-hmm. uh, let alone over it. And unfortunately, that's not reliable. Andros Townsend on his day is a good player. It's mm-hmm. just his day doesn't come. And he's a very predictable player now. When he was younger, when he was at Spurs and first burst onto the scene, the reason he was so good was because of how unpredictable he was. He'd shoot from 40 yards. He'd do anything. He, he wouldn't be bothered, but he's got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Schlopp, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, other players to look at, obviously mentioned Jordan Ayew. Um, Ronan there earlier, he, I think he's a decent enough squad player to keep around. Probably a decent player to keep. Ben Teke making a comeback, obviously, ex-Liverpool player yeah. as well. Um, what's your opinion on him this season? Obviously, he's got four goals this season. Uh, Theo's grunt in the in the background there, um, disagreeing with my opinion of making a comeback. But yeah, he's doing okay. He's, he's got four goals, one assist. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. He's, he's uh, With that, he's, he's made a comeback this season. Mm-hmm. He's got a screamer on Monday night. Which yeah. I which I respect. It's just it's taken him three years to make a comeback. Yeah. He scored four goals this season. I think yeah. the combined total in the last three years was probably four. Yeah. So do you keep a player like that? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely the case. And and Ronan, do you think that he, he can make a comeback, or do you think that his his time's coming to an end? Really, he's thirty years old, obviously getting older. But if they were to maybe bring in like Mateta or, or permanently. Um, do you think that Benteke should move on and they should just get shot of him? Um, I would keep him around at the moment mm-hmm. because they don't have much else. With mm-hmm. Batshuayi only on loan, mm-hmm. Connor Wickham is just, I mean... I, I, I just seen his age, 27. How is he still 27? <laughs> like, I remember when he came in at Sunderland, he was a young kid, but it seems longer yeah. than that. Like, it's, it feels like he should be in his 30s. I think he's decent. 
Benteke's decent to have just there and there if he's needed, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, he's never going to be. I don't. I don't think he's good enough to be the main striker, but um, he's not a bad player to just have in the squad if if he's needed, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's a good player to have come on the last 10, 15 minutes if you need to, the way Palace play if they're one 0 down mm-hmm. and they need to hoof the ball up to get an equaliser. He's always going to win the ball in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, we'll move on to the last player. Um, probably one of the main talking points, Wilfred Zaha. Do we think he's going to be staying at Palace for the rest of his career now? Do you think that uh, chance of leaving Palace um, again, do you think that chance is up now, Theo? Do you think that Zaha is going to be there for the end? Uh, do you know what? This is my one a topic that I'm so fed up of, of even thinking about mm. because, like, the guy clearly wants to leave. Mm-hmm. He clearly wants to leave. But I just don't think he's got the courage to leave. I really don't because of what happened at Man United. He's got mm-hmm. to go. If he wants to have anything of a career, I think now is the time to go. And also, from a Palace point of view, his value is going to plummet in the next couple of seasons if yeah. you don't cash in on him now. And really, uh, Jordan, what do you think on this one, mate? Because well, I, I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you what I would, I would say. It depends what price Palace are going to get him for. I don't know, his contract expires in 2023, so they've still got a bit of time to to move him on. He's still probably got his value there. Nine goals and two assists, so he still is very vital to this Palace squad. So mm. uh, if, if they lost his output, I think they'd be going down, to be honest. So they would really need to, whatever money they get, they're going to have to invest it wisely, like almost what West Ham have done, um, personally. I was just going to say, though, but look at how they invested in the money on Van Bissaka. They got mm. 50 million from him and yeah. the investment was horrendous. Yeah, it has been. So that, that's the thing. It, you do fear if that's going to be the case. If if they were to sell Zaha, say, for his, his transfer market values at 45 million, they probably could stretch that to 50, um, maybe 55, 60. It depends. It really depends if, if someone's going to willing to offer that because obviously he's 28 now. He's not a, young, a spring chicken. He's not in the prime of his career. He's coming towards probably the end of his prime. You would probably say 29 is probably the end of your prime, really. Um, so, yeah, Ronan, what, what's your opinion on that? Do you think that... Because I don't see any big Premier League team coming in for Wilfred Zaha when there's so many options on the market. I feel sorry for Wilfred Zaha. I feel really sorry for him because I, he's mm. he's so much better than Crystal Palace. Yeah. Um, it's just... I, I think uh, he's been wanting out, as Theo says, he's been wanting out for a wee while now. Mm-hmm. And it did get to the stage, was it January last season again, that... Mm-hmm. Um, Arsenal and Everton both bidded for him and it was rejected and mm-hmm. Zaha did take the huff. He didn't come into training. Um, so I think he, he's always been strong about leaving. I think Dortmund were even in from at one point as well. Um, but I just, I don't know who would take him now. Um, there, there will be clubs out there that would take him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't think of one at the moment. You're, you're talking like an Everton or a, mm-hmm. an Arsenal. They are the type of teams that could probably benefit with someone like him, even a, I don't know, a, a Tottenham. But um, I just think if they're going to sell him, if, if Palace are going to sell him, it will need to be at the end of this season because, mm-hmm. like you say, his value is going to plummet eventually because he's 28, mm-hmm. um, he's getting a bit older, uh, and his contract's running out soon in a couple of years. So yeah. if they want to get money for them, they'll need to get it this season, yeah. I think. The the only way I see someone like Dortmund going for him is if Erlen Holland was to leave. I think that's the only way I could see that they going for someone like Zaha, but I think that would still be a mistake. I think Dortmund, they should just stick to what they're good at and getting young, hungry players. I think the, the other team that would suit is Inter Milan if they lost, like some Martinez, um, obviously could make a good partnership with uh, Romelu Lukaku, could maybe do well there. I think that would be quite exciting if, if Zaha wanted to make that move um, to the Serie A. I think that would probably be his best shout um, to have it have a chance in the Champions League to impress I think that would be his best option so yeah that's that's a good way to wrap up the playing squad but we'll talk about the manager just quickly to finish up um, Roy Hodgson Theo I, I'll go to you because you're not a huge fan of Roy Hodgson but my opinion is I think he should move upstairs to a more boardroom level position um, but is there any options that you can think of obviously I'll, I'll let you have your spiel about Roy Hodgson but is there any options out there of managers that you think could, 
best suit Crystal Palace. I think what you got to ask with, with Palace and, and Roy Hodgson is what is he being told? What's his targets at this at the start of the season? Because if they say to him every season we want to stay up in the league, then you keep him in because he he's always done that. Mm-hmm. But is it? If you look at what Brighton have done this season, and yes, there's been a bit of risk to it, but Brighton are trying to develop. They're trying to change from a, a struggling club in the Premier League to mm-hmm. one who are aiming for the top half. And in my opinion, Palace should be doing that as well. Mm. I think Roy Hodgson definitely upstairs, perfect. Roy Hodgson's done a good job at Palace, but time's up. Mm-hmm. I, as a Palace fan, would not want to watch what happens season after season. Mm-hmm. I think the man for the job there would be Eddie Howe, personally. Mm, interesting show. I think Eddie Howe or Frank Lampard. Yeah, well, I've got, I've, yeah, Frank Lampard would make sense. I think Frank Lampard, obviously, a, a London club would, would kind of make sense. But I've got another shout for you, and, and I'll come to yourself again with this for you. Thomas Frank, Brentford. I hate Thomas Frank. Do you hate, do you I, hate I can't. I think he's one of the worst managers in the world. Mm. If you look at Brentford, right, mm-hmm. he is fantastic yeah. until when it matters. Mm. And in the Premier League, it matters. Brentford win 10 games in a row. They need to win two to go up. They lose both. Mm. I, I don't like Thomas Frank. I think he's a fraud. All right. Interesting. Interesting shouts there. Um, well, we'll cover I appreciate more, your more, suggestion, Jordan. We'll, co- we'll cover that more in, in, in the championship episode. Ronan, lastly, is, is there any opinions on, on a possible manager for yourself? Is, is there any good shouts? Maybe uh, I think someone that would suit Palace is maybe he's out of a job now, but I think he's good enough to manage in the Premier League is maybe somebody like Slavin Bilic. He's, I think he would suit Palace. Yeah. Um, he kind of took West Ham from a, a club that were at the bottom half and made them into a team that mm-hmm. were top half challenging for Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see maybe someone even like, I could see Palace trying something new, uh, giving someone sort of like, maybe someone like John Terry, um, potentially. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't think... I don't know about Terry. Like we've never seen him as a manager, but yeah. I can see Palace doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're just happy. I think they're happy at the moment with Roy Hodgson because they're staying up the Premier League every season. Um, but um, if they want to take the club further, then yeah, they'll need to look into bringing someone else in. I think Palace could become like a Sunderland. I think though, I I really see that being possibility if if they if they don't watch themselves, um, they could drop into Championship and who knows after that. Um, yeah, that's a good way to wrap up today's podcast. But I, I, lastly, uh, Ronan, you said John Terry there. I wouldn't be surprised if they go John Terry and Gary Cahill as a, as a, as an assistant manager post as well. It would be the typical thing you could see happening. But yeah, no, a good way to wrap up today's pod, guys. Thanks, obviously, for your input into this episode. As, as always. But yeah, thanks again for listening um, to all our listeners out there. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll have lots of episodes coming out in, in, in the near future. Um, hopefully they'll be up for you as, as soon as possible. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and on our Twitter. Um, so the Emphatic Fanatics podcast um, on Instagram and the Emphatic Fanatics. Um, and yeah, don't forget to tell you all your friends, all your workmates, um, anyone that you know likes football. Um, about our podcast um, and get the get the word out there um so yeah thanks again for listening we'll catch you later bye for now